welcome to The Kink Perspective. My name is Chris. I'm a psychotherapist and consultant. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about a topic that's often overlooked inside of our BDSM community, introverts and extroverts. Today, I'm going to explore how being an introvert or being an extrovert can impact your experiences in the BDSM community and provide a couple of tips along the way for navigating these spaces. So before I kind of get into this topic, we really need to understand and define what we truly mean by introversion and extroversion. Introversion and extroversion refer to where individuals draw their energy from. Introverts tend to recharge by spending time alone or in quiet environments, while extroverts tend to recharge themselves by being around other people or engaging in social activities. For those who participate in our community, being an introvert or an extrovert can impact their experience in various ways. Introverted individuals may prefer more low-key BDSM play parties or private events or smaller group activities, such as if they're going to do a scene, they may only want to do it in private. They may want to only conduct a play type or scene type, maybe like sensory or bondage. Something that doesn't require a lot of social interaction or maybe not have a lot of onlookers. An introvert may also prefer only, you know, like I said, some one-on-one and, and not really want to be around a big group dynamic. And then we have to come to the other side of the coin for this. On the other hand, and quite conversely, when it comes to an introvert or extroverted individual, they're going to be enjoying activities that are more high energy, such as maybe something like, I don't know, impact play, electric play, right? Public play, maybe seeing quite often out in front of others that involve a lot of the social dynamic that kind of builds and gives them attention. They may also get to the point as their skills rise, they want to become a community demonstrator, right? So it's important to understand these kind of differences initially between an introvert and an extrovert. And we have to really look a little bit deeper that being an introvert or an extrovert, it's not strictly a binary sense and individuals may fall somewhere in between that. For example, some individuals may be amniverts, meaning they can exhibit traits of both introversion and extroversion. There are times I love going out and talking to the public, and I kind of thrive on it. It recharges who I am. I get a lot of feedback. It kind of nurtures my intellectual curiosity. And then there's other times when I'm out there, um, I just want to go home when I'm done working for the day. I don't really feel like interacting with people. So for myself, I somewhere fall more of the ambivert range COVID made a lot of us uh, become introverted. For example, a lot of extroverts suffered during this time because there wasn't that external or social feedback that they really needed. Understanding where an individual falls on the introversion-extroversion spectrum can help them better navigate the BDSM community that we so love and enjoy to help us find those activities and scenes that are going to align with those energy needs, right? And it's important for all of us to understand that communication, which is a topic that often comes up that 
we overlook or sometimes I know it seems like I'm saying, you know, communicate, communicate all the time. But we have to, when we fall anywhere in any range, communication is always important for everything to do. If you're not telling somebody what's going on, if we're not talking to people about our preferences or our boundaries, no one's going to know and somebody's going to cross those lines. So when you're extroverted or introverted, communicating with your partners or community organizers or a community demonstrator, it ensures that a more safe and enjoyable experience is available for everybody that's involved, right? So I want to now kind of head into BDSM as being an extroverted activity here, right? BDSM can really be seen in this fashion as it often involves a lot of involves us engaging with others and exploring our social dynamics, even if that's on a small scale. But for some individuals, this can be extremely energizing. They thrive on this condition. They thrive on being watched and they find it more exciting. Now, as I mentioned before, for people who are introverted, this can be overwhelming and exhausting and emotionally, physically, or just plain old draining. And if you're an introvert, it's important to recognize those limits and take those breaks when you need them. And step outside, step away from the scene, find a few minutes to maybe recharge yourself in private. And you have to remember too that you don't have to participate in every activity you're seeing. You don't have to sit and watch uh, if you're into rope or you're into needle play. It might be overwhelming just to even sit and watch those activities go on. So it's okay to step back for a minute observe or, or step outside of the room and kind of catch your breath, right? We need, we understand as all of these experiences inside of our community are enjoyable, we just have to figure out how we align and how we, for each person or in the side of the spectrum, how these activities are going to align with our energy needs, Right? So if I'm particularly introverted and I know that if I go to a large party, I'm more than likely not going to want to talk to a lot of people. I'm probably going to, you know, or if I know that my local kink event is going to, or dungeon is going to be throwing a kink event with a lo whole lot of demonstrations on five different topics. So there's probably going to be a good, you know, maybe a hundred people there. That might be a little bit overwhelming for me. So I might hope that in the future that there's an event that instead of being five different um, demonstrations going on, there's just one. And so it's a little bit smaller and it's easier for me and it's not as intimidating. And it keeps BDSM a little bit more intimate, right? So that way we're sitting there and, and instead of having to worry about those people talking to us in these large gatherings or, or having to interact, we're now in a smaller setting. And introverts may also prefer that just that whole one-on-one -on -one play with a trusted partner rather than engaging in these group, big group scenes with a lot of people watching or coming up after the scene's over and, and asking questions, which sometimes that does happen. And we have to note that introverts definitely are going to benefit from taking breaks throughout their sessions a lot more than extroverts will. 
they're going to need it just to recharge, to check in. And like I mentioned before, this is a good opportunity to step away, get some water, maybe have a after a pre-aftercare aftercare, right? A couple minutes of a cuddle or maybe just a couple minutes with a stuffy or something like that. Or just alone time or going in the corner, um, engaging in something quiet, doing some deep breathing, some mindfulness techniques like meditation just to recenter themselves, right? But we have to understand all of these things affect every individual differently. Just because you're introverted or extroverted inside of our community, inside of this wonderful fetish universe, it's just we have to bear in mind for ourselves. It's going to come with challenges and it's going to come with some considerations that we're going to have to place out there. But it's important to remember that there's not a right way or a wrong way to participate in the activities of, within our community. Right? Some people get hung up on, I have to participate uh, in everything or I have to go and do more and more of these activities to get, me, get myself outside of the shell. And that's just ultimately not true. We do what's... Cons- uh, safe and consensual for us and for what we can handle so we're not even emotionally overloaded i remember the first time i went to a dungeon event and uh god some 20 years ago in atlanta in a club that's now closed and there was so much going on there was a needle play demonstration there was somebody on a saint andrew's cross and i wasn't i was there alone um the group I was with at the convention, they, they couldn't go. So I'm like, well, I want to go. And there was just a lot of demonstrations going on. And I found it a very overwhelming by the end of the night. Emotionally, I was just overloaded with everything I had seen. So I was trying not to be rude, but I knew I had to step away and collect my thoughts because I didn't want to say the, end up saying the wrong thing. Sometimes people can take offense to that. Hopefully, you know, as our community goes people don't but we can't control the emotions of others and all of these things um we we, these are the four thoughts of these things that we don't tend to consider when we are getting involved in the community how do our individual personalities really impact us right and what effect are they going to have on us in the community? And if I'm really looking more right now at introverts, right, I want to now, or, or I'm sorry, I want to look at BDSM more as an introverted activity for a moment. If we conversely look at it this on the other side, solo play, exploring our desires and fantasies through journaling, which is a technique a lot of dominants use with submissives, I know I do, Um, And other forms of self-expression can be a way for people to engage in BDSM on their own terms, right? Especially this is more helpful for those that are introverted. If you're an extrovert, it's important to recognize that not everyone in the BDSM community will want to engage in social activities all the time. Not all dominants want to greet people. Not all submissives want to be talked to. Right? It's important to respect other people's boundaries, give them the space that they need to engage with us when they're ready 
and they're, it's on their terms. And that's really important, right? Because we live in this world of where consent and respect are paramount. So while BDSM for all of us is often viewed as extremely extroverted, we have to understand that in a, a lot of these ways, a lot of the scenes that we conduct, because they're so private, that it appeals more to introverts on this sub-level. And I'm not meaning sub as far as like submissive. For a lot of introverts, the focus on intimacy and connection through or in BDSM can be incredibly appealing. They may find that engaging in BDSM with their partner is a way to connect on that deeper emotional and psychological level and explore those sexual and erotic desires in a safe and controlled environment, free from judgment, free from thought, free from the constraints of the life that they normally lead. And there's actually right now a couple of people I know, um, and I'm not going to say their names. I've had some wonderful conversations with her, so I'm hoping if she hears this, she'll know who I'm talking about. Um, a part of the world, she lives in North America, wonderful dominant. They share their love for BDSM with a lot of others, but their activities are quite introverted. They're quite private, and they're raw, and they're sensual in their nature, and they're wonderful. These are wonderful expressions of how they feel towards each other. And I'm not, I don't want to put anybody on the spot. I'm not going to say their names. But I have a lot of respect for what they do because that passion, that lust between the two of them really comes out in their imagery and in their sense of play and connectedness through their BDSM activities. And this is a perfect example of how it offers people who are more introverted a way to explore those desires and fantasies in, this, in those smaller secluded settings now for people who are truly introverted and really don't want to get involved in the scene there's a lot of activities that can be done alone self-tying exploring erotic literature or, or even porn right because there are some introverts who prefer to spend their time alone and have limited social energy and these activities can provide a way to engage within the community without feeling overwhelmed or drained by it. In essence, they're kind of dipping their toe in the shallow end of the pool and, and getting their foot wet. They just don't want to rush into it. They want to go at it at their own pace. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. And that's what's needed. We have to understand that there's not a, you know, a, a clear-cut way you have to proceed into BDSM. We have to understand, and I really need to say that Introverted BDSM activities are just as valid and valuable as more extroverted activities. And it's okay to prioritize your own needs and your own preferences to engage in the types of play we want in a way that makes you feel comfortable, as enjoyable, and leaves long-lasting memories for you. Which kind of lead, takes me to this next point. And this is something I, I kind of harp on all the time. It's something I, you know, write about. People, other people in the community discuss it. And it comes down to a lot of consents, cons communication and boundaries. And regardless of whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, 
Communication and setting boundaries is essential for all of us, especially within the sphere of BDSM. It's important to communicate your needs and your desires clearly and to listen to your partner and their desires and their wants. Right? You both have to listen to each other. And this can help you both ensure that everyone's on the same page and feels comfortable with the activities that are going to, that may take place, will take place, are taking place, and what happened after they've taken place. And I've talked about this before, effective communication and boundary setting. We already know these are the, some of the quintessential and crucial components of the foundation for safe and consensual BDSM play. This means being able to articulate your desires and your limits clearly and respectfully to your partner. For introverts, this may involve taking some time to reflect on what you want before engaging in the scene or activity. You may really need to stress that you need those breaks throughout a scene so that dominant or submissive is going to have to be able to build that time and understand. So for a dominant, they're going to have to build a scene around those breaks. For a submissive, they're going to have to build in and realize they may be teetering a little bit more on their subspace, right? And that's okay. You're still involved in the activities. You're still engaging within the community. And it's you're doing things that still make you comfortable are erotic and keeping your desire to continue. And sometimes we often worry about judgment or thinking what somebody else is going to do. But if you have a partner who is caring and devoted and listens and respects and responds, this becomes a non-starter issue. Now, conversely, for extroverts, it's important to remember that not everyone is going to feel comfortable communicating the same way they will. For many, they're going to prefer to communicate through a lot of nonverbal cues, maybe a disappointed face or they need time to process their thoughts before they respond to somebody. So sometimes somebody with a lot of high energy that's in my face that's just going 90 miles a minute, I need a moment to think about what they're saying before I respond. Because we have to understand it's important to be patient and understanding, prioritizing not only our partner's comfort and safety, but then making sure we've prioritized our, our comfort and safety while safely exploring and engaging in our erotic desires together. And it would come, when it comes to setting boundaries, this is kind of a no-brainer. It's important to be clear and firm in your limits. This can mean saying no to a lot of activities or, and where I've talked about rejection resiliency in the past or negotiating specific parameters for a scene. It's also important to remember that boundaries can change over time. Limits can change over time. And that's okay to renegotiate them as often as you need to. Maybe every three months you're going to renegotiate your contract between the two of you. Every week you should be checking in. Effective communication and boundary setting really help to build and ensure that everyone involved is on the same page. And that's what's important that we're taking away, right? That's why we talk about communication so often. It's why I talk about communicating, you know, we talk about communication and relationships. And it's something I discuss, obviously, with my clients, especially when they have 
partners and they're in relationships because communication is how we discuss what's going on in our lives and how it's affecting us whether it's physiologically or emotionally as long as we maintain those that those parameters of safe and sane and respected and we're allowed to completely and fully enjoy those erotic pursuits and desires it's going to allow us especially for those who are extroverted or introverted to enjoy these activities a lot more now our community or the fetish community or the the subset of the bdsm community is vast right and then there's all these subcultures within it needle or knife and you know like i had a wonderful discussion this past week with miss kitten who is in the needle play community that community is going to be a little bit smaller in the world of bdsm than say um i don't know maybe the spanking community i'm not picking on the needle community i'm just using it as as an example because that community is a little more niche requires a lot more preparation and if you are introverted finding a community may require a little bit more effort and you're looking for a community that's going to support you and understand you especially um if you're you know you don't like being around a lot of people um and you're kind of worried about those big interactions this is going to be a group of people that are going to accept you for who you are and that's what you kind of want to hone in on but we have to understand you know starting off sometimes we get thrown in the deep end and that's going to be overwhelming so finding that community that's a touch smaller an introvert may be a little less inclined to attend every event or activity and this can affect them because they really want to get involved, but they don't want to be overwhelmed. So connecting through forums, discussion groups is a great way to kind of start this path if you're introverted. This way you can engage with like-minded individuals in conversations and topics about different fetishes and kinks and activities that go on within the community. Now, on the other hand, if you're a high-energy extrovert, you're going to probably find it a touch easier to communicate with people within the community itself um, or just finding a community within the BDSM world that you can associate with. You might end up going and becoming a part of two or three different communities. And because that's going to fit your style, that's going to fit your energy return. And that's what an extrovert's going to be looking for, right? Something, an opportunity for an extrovert is going to be something that's going to constantly feed that need for them so they can ride that. So attending all these big events, engaging in these bigger group activities, forming all of these new connections because they're going to be a little bit easier for them to maintain them. Now, regardless of your personality type, it's important for you to find that community that aligns with your values and your interests. This can provide a sense of belonging and support and can also offer, offer you an opportunity to grow and explore the BDSM community at a pace that suits your needs. And it's important to remember that communities can, are really vast. And it's going to take time and effort 
to find the right fit for yourself. And sometimes some of the communities, over time, they grow smaller or sadly, some of the communities just kind of die off. And that's not, uh, you know, an attack on any one community, but, you know, people move away, communities get smaller or, you know, you're only one of three people in your little city or town that's involved in the community. It's the whole community itself. You're probably not going to find too many things to get involved in if the group is that small. So I know this is this is kind of a big discussion. Um, I'm very curious to get some feedback on this. You know, being being within the ambivert, introvert, extrovert range, it's kind of provided a little bit of a talking space. I know, for example, you know, I've been doing these podcasts for a while now, and sometimes it's easy for me to do on certain topics and other topics to get a little bit more difficult because I'm not used to no one's really great at public speaking I think people develop that skill over time but this doing this show or other things in my life has really helped me get myself out of without a within my own shell to kind of come out so I'm really hoping this discussion has kind of helped you better understand how being introverted or being extroverted can impact your experiences within the community, right? That we're, we're still maintaining those communications with our partners and setting our boundaries and our limits and, and finding that community support that really is going to understand who you are and can give you back and match you at the pace that you need. And that's the real important part. So I'd like to kind of hear back from you, you know, if you're an introvert, if you're an extrovert, how you've experienced some of these things, some of these things have impacted your lives. Um, Does it still impact your life? How does it really, what has BDSM done for you being an introvert or being an extrovert? I, you know, I'm really curious on this topic um, because I know I'm not the only one because we kind of all fall somewhere between the two. So as I said before, if you are, you know, been impacted one way or another, leave me a comment in on my social media. I'd really love to explore and engage in this topic a little bit more and, you know, really hear more about the community's experiences between being an introvert or being an extrovert within the BDSM fetish community. Until next time, everybody, be safe and stay tuned.